you're married. Mm-hmm. You're in love. Perfect match. <laughs> it's yep. over. But five years into marriage, they find out and you find out that they are actually the world's most advanced AI. And they were also unaware of it. But you're, you're now aware. faced with the fact that you are you are married to artificial intelligence. Like totally they, fine. Totally fine. No hesitation. Totally fine. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like it'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Right, cool. Shoot fire out of your hands. Now, do it. What? Okay. Well, you said the most advanced. <laughs> My most advanced AI wife shoots fire out of her know. hands. I don't know if it's more of an objective most advanced. No, they're advanced. I don't know if they have, like, USB drive fingers and can, like, hack into the... They're not... Also, like, yeah. they are, like, like sentient. So it's like you can't treat them like they yeah, are a phone charger. T- yeah. I can't now because we just found out that they are that. Wait, Daniel, okay. you're getting into some really... <laughs> yeah, some really murky waters here. You know that they still have... Um, Sentience. Autonomy and yeah, free yeah. will. Yeah, they do whatever they want. I want them so to shoot fire so out of their Requesting hands. your sweet wife to shoot fire out. It of would just hands. be like, hey, hey, Nicole, um, I don't feel too good. Could you get me some soup? It'd be like, hey, Robo Nikki, um, I'm feeling a little sad today. Can you please shoot flames out of your hands for my enjoyment? Who's that calling your phone? Don't worry, it's not Deathcast. It's Bookends with Friends, your favorite book club podcast. I'm your co-host Parker Moon. I'm your newest Decker, Brett Irvin. Oh shoot! I'm uh, I'm co-host Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book every month. Uh, this month we are continuing into They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera, uh, and uh, we're excited to jump into it. We're covering part two of the book. So if you read along and you read through part two, good job. You're keeping up. That's going to be high soon. Wait, why? Because he's a Decker? He's a Decker. They, oh, yeah. they called like 23 hours ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we better, we better record this <laughs> oh, episode. Oh, boy. We, yeah, we got to get this episode recording in fast. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. My right? condolences, by the way. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Are we going to like do something fun? Can I have your keyboard my... when you die? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So the, what we're going to spend your last time on Earth doing the thing that we know you love most, which is this podcast. So let's Do I have to just... edit it before I die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. we're going to need you to edit it, though. So we can hurry that up. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, part two. Part two, they both die at the end. Part two, but before we do that, I let's do what happens stories. in part four. What? what they, like the titles, they both die at the end. I bet end. they die in three. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> All right. You anyway, got, but you yeah, we getting, we're getting ahead of I'm ourselves. Saying, I'm excited to talk about the book. But yeah, short story. We have a... For the first time ever, group. a wombo combo, a short group short story, story. like um, Voltron coming together. If we were on a group project together, who would do I, the most work? Brett. I was just going to say Brett would by far <laughs> do the most. Who would work. be the most responsible? If yeah, it's Brett. anything as a comparison to this podcast, he would do the most work. Yeah, no. Brett. We um, would. Listeners out there, Brett does a lot for us. And we're very thankful. For he edits. He's lying, which is the most. He's lying, and he built this tent that we're sitting. And in. he built the podcast tent, and we record at his place. So. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. They're Thanks, lying. Brett. Um, so Brett would do the most, but yeah, we have a group short story. Um, does anyone want to? I mean, we we already about... talked about it a little bit last week. I think we went to Disney. Which one? <laughs> Florida. What's it okay. called? World. Disney yeah, World. Land. Disney World. World. Land is in California. California. Okay. Yeah, we all went to Disney together. Us three, and then just us three. No. Wow. <laughs> That'd be fun though. Three is a bad Disney number. That is a bad Disney number. No, we went with a handful of friends. Um, um, it's just a lot of fun. Well, it's it was 
Seven, which is more than one hand. Oh. Well. Handful of friends, so there's only four friends. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, some of them were And friends. then three other people. <laughs> and three other people. We're not going to name who. <laughs> it's us. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we're, we're not, they're not friends with us? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, who who wants to talk about Disney first? I, mean, I had a good time. At Disney, uh, I went to Epcot for the very first time. How did um, you feel? I felt the by ball. the end Epcot ball. a little tired because I had 11 drinks at Epcot. Jeez. And um, I got a little sunburn, not too bad, on my legs, the back of my legs, which confused me a lot. Well, you, know, uh, sun, still, you know sun touches yeah, that, that spot. It's coming too. from every direction. Yeah, but like I would figure the that. The sun's like a bajillion miles away, so it's not like an angle. But it is an angle for the most part. I I was just surprised that my face wasn't sunburned, but just behind my knees. Did you put sunscreen on? Did you wear a hat? No, but a hat wouldn't go on my knees. No. Well, <laughs> yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. You could have. Hats, too. Hats. Well, okay. I like this way more than books, too. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, books, too, is a stupid idea. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I went to Epcot for the first time. It was a lot of fun. And I just overall had a really good time. I was, a, I think, like a first big group friend vacation i've gone on trips with like two or three friends but we were gone for like four days that was the first like out somewhere vacation yeah that i've done since covid and that felt nice that was a lot of fun yeah a good time indeed what was y'all's favorite ride and favorite trip memory favorite ride for me was always splash mountain and it is still splash mountain Mm -hmm. last time ever Last time ever. Yeah, they're changing. <clears throat> Love Splash Mountain. Favorite trip memory uh, still was Parker explaining <laughs> Tokyo Sunset because it made me laugh so hard. Oh. Uh, basically, there's a drink called Tokyo Sunset that Parker was raving about for Delicious. like two weeks, of, like up to the point where we went. And then we get to Epcot and he starts talking about <laughs> why Tokyo Sunset's so good. And he says, it's a frozen drink. It's like rum on ice. <laughs> and then you stopped talking for like 20 seconds and like did something else. And then you went, oh, yeah, and there's lemonade. And everyone was like, there it is. I don't think any of that is correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure it's lemonade. No, I don't think it was rum. It wasn't a frozen drink. No, it was I, not a frozen drink. It had ice in it, but that does not make it a frozen I, drink. I, mean, Guys, I think it was rum. I was pretty drunk. Yeah, it was, by that point. When we got to the park before you had a drink, when you said this. No, See, this, that is not true. Yeah, we were waiting to get our photo taken by a stranger when Nick was listening to you explain Tokyo Sunset. That is I don't true. quite. I don't remember. I can't. I can't speak on the topic. I remember the discussion happening, but I was away from the discussion. That was my favorite moment because Nick and Jared made me laugh very hard when mm. you finally came back in and said, and lemonade. Okay. Which well. is kind of just a lame favorite moment, but I, I really liked it. <laughs> I mean, Space Mountain's dope. Uh, I really like the Buzz Lightyear ride because you get to like compete against friends and stuff, and it's fun. And yeah. it broke down the second time that we played it, so we were able to get like yeah, I got five. Yeah, I got five hundred thousand. That's a lot of points on that ride. We just like sat there shooting targets the whole time. You're like a star cadet or something like that. I think that's um, space ace. Space ace. Five hundred. Space think... ace is nine hundred. Uh, okay, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I forget which one I was in. Maybe Wait. it was star cadet. You messed Zurg up, huh? You messed Zurg up. Oh yeah, ride. yeah, you got yeah. him. <laughs> I got him. I got him. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Got I have it. to be nice to you since you're dying tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also love Spaceship Earth, obviously. Shout out to Dame Judy Dench for walking us through Spaceship Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Narr- I want her to narrate my life. Yeah, she can do it. Do you have a favorite moment? Um. Uh, Parker got all of Japan to say she. <laughs> I did, which do was that. pretty funny, and I was pretty drunk at that point, Same. so it yes. was really funny. That's yeah. exactly the only reason it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> I um, think that's why, because I don't know. I mean, that's just the one that popped in my head. Like you know, the whole the whole time was yeah, super was fun. Good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, favorite ride was uh, People Mover. Was it actually? Love people oh, mover. I love People Mover. People Mover is out there. There's just nothing better than getting five. moved into the shade after yeah. a hot day in this Disney. It's black. Yeah. Um, and favorite moment was probably being uh, drunk and for some reason being really obsessed with all the birds around Disney. Yeah, We're you, did, with the you did do a very large Instagram story about, about birds. birds. There are so many birds. Like birds. 10 to 12 photos, but none of them were birds. One of them was a bird. One of them was me, so technically... Well, there was that one bird that had the curved beak that was called Mexico. a Eudicamus. And yes. And you Eudic- kept talking about Eudicamus Island. You did Island, say Eudicamus Island at least 50 <laughs> There's times. an island in the middle of Epcot that has, has a bunch of Covered in birds. And I, for some reason, Drunk Parker was very into that island. Okay. That's yeah. good. I mean, that's a Disney... We went to Disney. It was we a lot of fun. Disney. Recap. Recap time. Brett's a recap, recap boy now. Parker and I are retired. For this book. Forever. Forever. And Brett's Sorry, our Brett. we designated recap guy. Yes, we won't be doing recaps. Recap anymore. sounds the closest to Brett. What? Of all the... Of all three of us. Because of the R? Yeah. And the E. Well, I, got, I got R and E in my name too, but... He, he is two yeah, R's. Recap. In fact, Parker backwards is recap. Which... Oh my god. <laughs> Wait a second. That, hey, that, hey, that explains it. how his recaps went. Yeah, Am I right? Garbage recap. <laughs> recap. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Be nice to him. He's I love you. He's I just saw Okay, no, Brent's dying. That was the best joke I've ever heard, that's buddy. Joke. <laughs> okay. Hit us that recap. I'm going to die faster because of that. <laughs> okay. Hit us with the recap. Brent's not actually dying. Recap time. So, we're going to do it similar to how we did it last time. Okay. And we're going to go. Character by character and talk idea. about what happened because they switch a lot. And now they're kind of together. Mateo and Rufus are. And so they still switch back and forth. But they, and it's funny, I thought it was funny. They each have, in the audiobook, they each have, there's four voice actors. Oh, shoot. Because when Mateo's talking, it's a different voice actor. When Or he, I think he does like a different, maybe the, just that guy does a different voice for Rufus. But I could have sworn it was like a different voice actor doing Rufus when it's Mateo's chapter. I don't know if that makes sense. Wait, is it not not just like the same guy doing? No, a it sounds voice? different. It may be the same guy doing a different voice. <laughs> we'll find out later. <laughs> so, um, we start off with Mateo, and we meet Andrea, who was the one that called Mateo and got his name wrong. And we find out that that's because she has a world record for the amount of death cast calls in a night. And so so basically during these chapters, they're kind of exploring other people in the world that you can assume are going to eventually cross paths right. with our two main characters. So this this is one that kind of already has in May again, but she seems kind of heartless. She has yeah. this way of looking at 
Death Cast is like, oh, I'm doing them a favor. They're going to die anyways. It's not she my job. She doesn't even think of them as currently living. Yeah, exactly. So a bit heartless, but we kind of, you know, she has um, stuff to pay for. She has her daughter's tuition. So we kind of explore her really quick. Um, so Mateo and Rufus meet up. Uh, Mateo kind of has a panic attack. Rufus calms him down. He sees a bird die and buries it. And Rufus, it's just they're kind of getting to know each other. And to each other, the other one's kind of weird, especially to Rufus. Like, he's just, like, kind of just interested by, or, like, he's... He doesn't really know what to do with Mateo. Right, exactly. He's, he's just, like, just he's like studying him almost, but because I, he's just, like... I also think Mateo is endearing to him, because, like, that bird no, he in is. particular, he is. like, he, he, appreciates he commented, him. right, on the fact yeah. that, like, he doesn't know anyone who would have taken the right. time to bury but that's the why bird. He's so, like, interesting to him, because he's just, like... I don't see this, like, and he even mentions Malcolm and Tago. He's like, none of us would do that. And so he's just kind of, it's not in a judgmental way. It's in a, like, this guy's, this guy's something like something else. Um, They have tension at first because Mateo's stressed. And Mateo keeps kind of, like, snapping at him a little bit because Rufus is trying to get him out of his shell. But they kind of, you know, work through that over the chapters. So they go, they go, first they go to the hospital where Mateo's dad is because he wants to say goodbye. And they meet up with this guy named Jared who won't let him through. And then that's kind of the first instance where Rufus like steps up and like backs him up. And he's like, hey, man, like this guy's dying. Let us through. Yeah. So they go see Mateo's dad. His nurse is really sweet. um, Nurse Elizabeth. And then Mateo asks Rufus to give him 10 minutes and then come in and like take him out of there because he wants to actually live, but he live his day out, but he's afraid that so, he would stay the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah, he would just stay dad. the rest of the day yeah. and then get people in danger at the hospital. So he sings a song to his dad um, and, like, you know, reminisces about his time with his dad. And then Rufus comes in, pulls him out, and then they decide to go see Lydia, who is Mateo's best friend. Mm-hmm. On the way, they meet a guy in the street. Mateo's kind of trying to break out of a shell, so they give this guy money on the street. And the guy's like what's this what's this about are you playing a prank on me and they're just like no i want to it it's kind of another instance of mateo's purity like right because rufus is really blown away at the yeah his like act of right they're not going to need that money so yeah. let's give this homeless man money yeah and all this stuff kind of lines up with the story that happened to mateo previously like he once got jumped for his money right and now he's like okay i'm gonna face he's like facing his fears throughout the day mm-hmm. and so this is his fear of like he doesn't know this guy's gonna react he might punch him in the face so they go see Lydia, um, and throughout all of this, um, it kind of focuses more on Mateo's yeah. last day. Like, Rufus is kind of more along the ride. Along the way, he's, like, trying to get in touch with Malcolm and Tago, who we find out has, have been arrested, and they're being taken to the police station. And in the car, Mal- in the cruiser, Malcolm cries. You can tell how deep their friendship is, because yeah. he's he's not upset that he got arrested. He's upset that... Rufus has to leave the world and he's like such an incredible person. Right. So you kind of <clears throat> briefly get something with them. Uh, along the way, they're in the subway and Rufus turns down this college girl because they have subway parties like in the train cars. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where they're still trying to meet each like get to know each other. And Rufus like turns down this party, which is what he would normally do to stick with Mateo. Because he's endearing to him, like Parker said, and he just kind of wants to stick with him. He's like, no, like, I'm going to stick with this kid. He's He's my last friend. Yeah. Yeah. So they get to Lydia's apartment. Mateo just basically says, like, I'm going to go in. 
say goodbye to her, you know, give me a little bit more time. Right. Rufus just kind of hangs out downstairs. So he goes in, like, hangs out with Penny, who's Lydia's daughter. They tell the story of Lydia's boyfriend slash husband, the father of her daughter, and how he died and how tragic it was that he got a death cast when he was, like, too, like across the country and he couldn't get back to her in time and she slept through a lot of his calls mm-hmm. where they could have spoken. So they never got to say goodbye and he just died on the way back. So they, he, you know, he hangs out with Lydia for a little bit. He's doing chores for her. She kind of starts to catch on because he he says some really sweet things about her. Says how incredible she is as a mother and a friend. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's really nice. But like, what's going on? Because she can tell he sounds like he's saying goodbye. And we actually jump in with Lydia later. And she kind of reiterates this. where She's like, something's up. But so Mateo says he's going to take out the trash. Leaves her money on the table and then runs away because he doesn't want to say goodbye. Right. Um, and this kind of comes into play where he didn't want to go in the first place. But Rufus right. was like, you need to go say goodbye to your friends because I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my right. friends. So I think you should. And so well, and he never wanted to tell Lydia. He wanted right. to see her, but he didn't want her to be burdened right. by his exactly. death. Exactly. Once she did start catching on, but she kind of gets yeah. he blocks her number as well. Right, so yeah. she can't like reach out to right. him. So, and that kind of, they, they talk about, you know, some stuff that Mateo goes through and like how, you know, along with breaking out of his shell, like he didn't want to burden other people with what's going on. And Rufus is like, if those people care about you, mm-hmm. then they want to know and yeah. they want to say goodbye. So like, he's almost like, I thought I was thinking selflessly and Rufus is like, maybe it's a little selfish too. Right. Like maybe you don't want to deal with no it. No right? kidding. So. Got some <laughs> thoughts about these parts. Uh, <laughs> So, so Lydia realizes, tries to call him, but they escaped, or Mateo escaped. At that point, uh, Mateo helps Rufus set up a one of the online profiles to be is the the de- I forget the, the make what, a moment. I thought that he sets up like a profile to be like a last because he's not really into the the forums that Mateo goes on. It's no, kind of a minor so, so thing. They, they were going to do that, that. They set up a separate. We'll say he was going to do that, but then they didn't, and they set him up an Instagram. That's he what just it was. Has an Instagram. Or, yeah, that's what sorry. it was. They set up an Instagram. Sorry. Or sorry, he had an Instagram, but it was all black and white because yeah, he started it, it after his family yeah. died. Yeah. And it, he had it as like all the color it was yeah. out of his life. Yeah. But then they decided on his last day that to, all of his Instagram yeah. posts were going to be in color. Yeah. Because that's, that's how he wanted was. people. Yeah. That's how he wanted. Rufus wanted to be remembered yeah, as like right. like going into this bravely and boldly and living his last day. Yeah, that's what it was. So at that point, Rufus kind of gets on a call. He gets through to Amy, who is his his ex-girlfriend, who's with Peck. And we actually go with them at cer- a certain point, too, where Amy's mad at Peck for calling the cops. Mm-hmm. And then Peck, in maybe a little bit of foreshadowing, says he's out for Rufus, like he wants to get back at him. Um, He's so assembling you, a team. Yeah, which you kind of, again, you find out later that there's this other guy named Kendrick that they introduced that is um, the knockout king um, that Mateo had actually helped previously when he got jumped when he was a little right. kid and got oh, yeah. a shoe stolen. Yeah. And so he rem- remembers, he'll always remember Mateo, but then he became kind of like a mma fighter after that and he's yeah. like the knockout king and he's a part of peck's gang yeah so i'm assuming this is they're all going to intertwine at some point they answer uh mateo overhears amy and rufus talking about the cops coming after him so mateo runs away because he's super frightened and is like yeah. you didn't you didn't tell me about all this and mateo chases him down or rufus chases him down and is like relax i'll tell you the whole story so they go and tell him the whole story and then they 
start to explore New York. They go do this make a moment thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of like make a wish for Deckers. And it's skydiving, right. but they're you, both... They can experience, essentially, like a VR version of... Of stuff they can't get to. Right, or stuff that's dangerous that could be the reason right. they die right. in a safe atmosphere. Right. So they do skydiving. They're both underwhelmed. Yeah. They wish they'd w- waited for swimming with sharks. So then they go and explore New York more. Um, they discuss on the way... So Mateo wants to go vid- visit his mom's grave because mm-hmm. he was always afraid to. And on the way, they discuss, like, reincarnation... Like, what their afterlife supposedly is. Rufus says that he thinks... He even says that he thinks they're currently in... Like, this is their afterlife, and then they have an after-afterlife. Yeah, his stuff was really interesting. Yeah. The the two-part afterlife. How he thinks that Deathcast is... Is their way to, like, live one last day because they're already dead. Yeah. So, like, like get... You know, fulfill all their last needs and stuff. And then uh, Mateo believes more in reincarnation, but he also thinks it could be, like watching yourself on like a movie theater screen like you just yeah. watch you review your whole life right and like hear audio of all your conversations and stuff so they go to his, the grave site they find that his grave is being dug mateo's is yeah has a panic attack kind of and then rufus steps in and is like dude get out of like tells the, the grave digger to like get out of town because mm-hmm. he's like you're digging the grave in front of the guy yeah. and it's next to his mom's grave so he kind of, you know, reconciled. He his mom died uh, during childbirth. During childbirth. So he kind of like discusses, talks to his mom for a little bit, which is really sweet. And then sits. He kind of comes to a moment where he, you you feel like he's kind of fulfilled what he wanted to do in the day, like the main thing. So he kind of sits down in his own grave, and just kind of like takes a deep breath. And then Rufus sits down in there with him, and he kind of almost feel like he's letting go of everything a little bit and he's going to start opening up more because he's just like accepting what's going to happen. I assume he'll like go back and forth because that just seems like, you know, something Mateo struggles with. But yeah, so that's kind of where we left off. Um, Rufus along the way, again, does nothing really. He's just kind of along the ride for Mateo. They meet that, you know, we talked to Peck, Lydia, she, at one point, she reminisces yeah. about Mateo and how wonderful he is. Yeah. And you kind of see their relationship and how incredible yeah. Mateo is. Some quick Rufus stuff. Uh, when they went to the diner, um, it was like Rufus's favorite yeah, diner. His they favorite also spot. Just, he like When he was opening up to win back Mateo's trust, he talked to him his, about his family, yeah. the car crash, that killed his family. Yeah. Like that, that trauma... Um, and then he died. also talked about his sexuality and him being bisexual yeah. and him coming out and like the acceptance that he had from his family and how like ultimately and from his friends, like even the Plutos were very accepting yeah. and how like he was really happy that he made that choice because um, Mateo had some questions around right. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's I think that's good. Yeah. And then you also meet Delilah Gray, who is a gossip columnist. Right. She's new at her place. Right. And she's trying to get an interview with this famous author that just got death cast. Maldonado. So yeah, you're kind of falling down a little bit. Is he an author or an actor? I thought he was an author. He's author of the books that... Mateo likes. Mateo likes a lot. Oh. I'm pretty sure. The fantasy books, right? Yeah. So yeah, so you meet Kendrick, you know, Tago, he has a brief thing. Um, Amy has a brief thing where she's worried she wants to see Rufus, but now Rufus is mad at her because she's still with Peck. Yeah. So they're kind of a little broken up, and Rufus at the same time is also a little upset that he hasn't heard from his friends yet. Yeah. He's well, seeing, but then he finds out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finds out that they're in jail and like yeah. stood up for him. So he's like cool, but before that, yeah. so yeah. 
the diner the diner scene's really sweet and you find out how tragic yeah. his backstory is. Yeah. So that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah. So what are y'all's thoughts so far? Huh. Oh boy. Boy oh boy, do I have some thoughts on part two of this book. What are your thoughts, Stan? Uh my thoughts are that Mateo makes me very angry. Oh no. Mateo makes me really angry. Really? Yeah. This Why? whole thing with Mateo made me very angry. He is like I it sucks. Like it sucks so bad to know that you're gonna die. He has not had like the best life seemingly life up until this point. Uh-huh. Like his mom's got his dad's in a coma. Yeah. Like I can sympathize with that. I cannot sympathize as well with someone who is a complete stranger that is being super like caring to you and he is giving I, I think hot take, I think Mateo right now is giving absolutely zero back. Well, okay. That that's my hot so, take. So so I think I think it's fair to say that Mateo is I mean, he even he even he, he recognized he yeah, he talked about him, we're getting there. He said like you've like I'm the worst best friend ever like you've yeah. done like, he everything on my bucket which is list. Good. Um, but he also has he also has a lot of it seems like Rufus, you know, from the beginning of the book obviously has his own tragedies in his life, right. but is a lot more together and is a confident person compared to Mateo seems to be dealing with a lot of so I think he's just I feel like Rufus realizes that. And I, right. I feel like it'll so, go back the other way. Eventually. I think so too. But like I I don't like I like Mateo, but it's just like this he's is very he's short, it's he's like nearsighted. He like Rufus like he made Rufus come to his house. Yeah. He like kind of messed around his house. Rufus had to drag him out of the house. Yeah. Like he, he didn't want to ride the bike. He delayed yeah. um, with the notes to the neighbor, which yeah. is like a great thing for Mateo, but like this kind of like Rufus like Rufus All this is say, also Rufus. Rufus has a lot of patience, yeah. and Rufus oh, is a he really does. good guy. Yeah. Um, he he's a really loyal, goes, he takes like, Mateo to a hospital friend. and sits like, outside stands the up for him. That's the other, Mateo wouldn't have gotten a lot of what he did done, and he he recognizes oh, yeah. that yeah. without but he, like, Rufus standing up for Rufus him. Rufus spends his, so far on his last day has rose bike across town to get the stranger. Missed all his has friends. taken the stranger to a hospital and sat outside of a room. Has Damn. taken the stranger to his best friend's house yeah. and sat downstairs while he cleaned an entire apartment and took care of a baby. Chased, chased, chased the stranger down when chased, he ran away from and him. The, so the part that I was getting to that made me really mad, the very the absolute first time that Rufus slips literally he, at all, Mateo crashes. He abandons him. And like putting myself in Rufus's shoes, like... It's shocking that Rufus is like, oh no, like, like chases him down. Come back, let me let let me build this back up again. Yes, so I I agree with most of what you're saying, but counterpoint to that, I mean, if you're if if you're an anxious person and you're dealing with like all this paranoia of you're going to die, and then you find out the person who you're spending your day with was almost arrested, and you have zero context for that, it would be very like I can understand his thought being like. Oh, this guy's like a serial killer or something, right. and like running around, even though he's done all those I, sweet things. I think all like because yeah, that kind of it's like he didn't kill someone. Like he right. they, he asked him that, but I I think it just is. It was weird to me that it got to the point where a phone call could flip Mateo's switch and be like, "Oh wait, this guy isn't very trustworthy." When it was like eighty pages of Rufus like. Being. Making sure yeah. that Mateo had a great like last yeah. day. Yeah. I think Rufus which is really stressful to me. That's why I think Rufus recognized like 
He's just giving he seems a lot very of perceptive. Yeah. And he can tell how like the anxiety that Mateo deals with. Right. And so I feel like that's why he chased him down. And also from Rufus's standpoint, I think he's more reserved with what he's going through. Because yeah, you, you so can too. see it where he's anxious to keep hold on to Mateo as well. And I think that's why he chases him down. And he's like, no, like I also want a last friend because I've right. been my opportunity to hang out with my friends has been taken away. So I right. think he's he's anxious about that as well and so he chases him down yeah so far i really like how they their relationship has intertwined yeah because from where we're at it seems like mateo represents this type of almost like childlike purity that rufus is is desperate to hold on to yeah because like with him like beating a peck and just like his life choices and and, and and his like him going through the system and like the loss of his family, he's dealt with this like really, really dark yeah. stuff. Yeah. He hasn't that had he, time for it. Right. And and he doesn't want to become this monster. He doesn't want to be this bad yeah. thing. And then he, you know, he sees this essentially kid who, you know, is taking time to bury birds and who dreams right. of being an architect, even though the only thing he's ever done is Legos. Yeah. And right. who, you know, who who leaves notes for his neighbors and who, you know, wants to go see his dad and visit his mother's grave. And there, there's a lot of like sweet moments that I think Rufus is attracted to right. uh, that that help him be grounded. And then obviously Rufus being this great character for Mateo that makes him come alive and makes him not be this like anxious right. wallflower, but makes him want to live more. So going off of that, where I want to see this story go, and I'm sure it's going to happen because Rufus last day seems like it's about to come like crashing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, when that happens, I imagine Mateo's gonna like step up, mm-hmm. um, take think, the take yeah. the metaphorical and or literal bullet for him. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I which I that. think of, that's kind of where it's going. Um, it seems like once with the grave stuff, where like Rufus, you know, gets in and he's like, "Get your own grave," and then yeah. so it seems like they're becoming like, yeah, they're coming a lot closer. They, I mean, they were definitely closer. They they were bumping knees. They yeah. were you, you know like. Uh, when when Mateo was having anxiety attack, like Rufus held him and yeah. calmed him down in the train. Yeah, I think in these chapters you see some really really great Rufus moments. Yeah, and I think there's I I still think there's some good uh, Mateo moments. I really oh, yeah, liked yeah. him helping the. Th- there was a line that Mateo had that I thought was incredibly profound and just it, it it's wonderful because he was talking about like uh, helping the homeless man and giving yep. the money to him. And it, it was essentially along the lines of like, you know, a lot of times in life we like will walk past those people or mm-hmm. just like choose not to because we're so jaded at the idea of like, oh, this person's not going to actually use it for they're not deserving. X, Y, or Z. Right. Like they're not deserving. And once he was freed up of, you know, all of the worldly crap that we deal with in the day to day because he's dying, he was able to come to the conclusion that why is it his, why should it be his call to figure out if a person deserves help or not. Like right. if someone's asking for help, you ought to help them regardless of them being like, you know, may, maybe they're going to swindle you or maybe they're using it for drug money or whatever. Yeah. But there's still something to be said for innate small actions of kindness. Yeah. And like that isn't lost even if someone else chooses to do something bad with your, you know, with your money or right. with your act of kindness. So I don't know. I thought that was a cool Mateo moment. Definitely. Yeah. Any yeah. other characters that you like or dislike? 
You're um, interested to see how they form. I'm ready for uh, the Pex Avengers to come together. <laughs> I feel like Kendrick will be the saving. He'll like it'll be that thing where he like recognizes Mateo and is yeah. like, "Hold on a the, second. Yeah, gave him the shoes off yeah. of his feet. Yeah, it, I don't know. But I got some questions for you guys. I like questions. So, uh, if you could experience any in quotes dangerous activity with no fear of consequence, what would it be? In, in the same way that like make a moment was a huh. piece of the book. I definitely would not do like swimming with sharks. Oh, I was gonna say I would do that. Yeah, I because I have no, a thing. Even I have knowing a, there's no consequence, I couldn't do it. But that's why I feel like I have a thing. I have like a like crazy anxiety about sharks. So yeah. I'd be like, I'd want to face that on the, or like freaking swimming with like a crocodile or something like. that. I love like any like free fall. But feeling. I think I would. Yeah, I, I would just jump too. off of something like really base tall. jump. Yeah, but there's no consequence, so like no parachute or yeah. anything. I would just jump. <laughs> so you'd want to jump, and then as you're about to land, just be like, like taken out of the simulation. Out of simulation, or just land in the simulation and be fine. Oh, I was assuming I'm not in a simulation. I was assuming I just want to get hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, this is like Groundhog Day, is what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just jump, okay, and yeah. no, no consequence. So, like doing something that I would normally like have a nightmare about, probably. Yeah. Like I think I want to go like skydiving and like base jumping Mm -hmm. i would probably do that in my normal life but something like i have a weird anxiety about like yeah Yeah, i'm not being attacked in water (laughs) same yeah i'm terrified so like i'm not a risk taker i mean i don't think any of us are necessarily like massive adrenaline junkies but like for me i not that extends to like i don't even like skydiving or like you know doing things that are really like dangerous like that like that isn't even something like i want to do like Uh, to me, I'm just like, ugh, like I don't really want to jump out of plane. I'm afraid of heights, and also like that doesn't seem like a good time. That seems like something in between swimming with sharks and like what I currently am that I could do, like could skydiving. I, um, could I? They would be something. facing like a fear, but can I pick something that's not consequence, as in like breaking the law? There's no like, like you'd rob a bank or something. No, I really every time I see Dan, Dan I'm murder. Really, yeah, I'm murder really, is this is not, nothing, nothing to be worried about. More okay, morality. No, you can't, it's, it's nothing like that. There's it's moral nothing, consequences no matter what. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I every single time I see a picture of the pyramids, I want to climb it so bad. Oh, and I just want to climb. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. I'm not that's so wholesome. Kill, not gonna kill somebody. Right, that's yeah. so wholesome. I'm a good guy. Yeah, yeah. climb up those pyramids. No, Things are cool. so big. Yeah, I, I think that's good because that would be really hard to do along the same lines of like like deep sea snorkeling. Even if it's not with like sharks nope. or like scuba diving, like nope. I'm normally very afraid of. But like being able to like do that and see like the beauty of like the like reefs or something. So my parents used to scuba dive and they have seen like sharks and stuff like that. But they say to, the thing you got to watch out for is barracudas. Yeah, because they're aggressive. They'll come after you just to be the other one. And sharks. I don't know if they could do this simulation. Well, but if if they could, would be like launching into space in a rocket and then like going to the moon and like because that that is obviously or just incredibly real dangerous. Would you go to space in real life? Oh no! If you could, if I okay, I would. I would. Okay, but that wait, awesome. what kind of space? Like, just go to the moon and back? Or you do you mean go, like go, go on a mission down? Like your mission is like no. like interstellar, where it's like you might not. Come I'm back. not doing a three year mission in space. So, so, so like, we're hey, getting, you know, we can take you in the atmosphere. We're getting very close to the time. Where, time constraint? No, no, no. We're getting very close to the time in where the near we can future where people do 
Right, like like can't like, swim like with sharks. Years. <laughs> no, like like I mean I mean what, Jeff Bezos is going into space. I don't know if y'all saw that, yeah. but he's like taking That's a team in space, and there I, there's already talk. About, but they're just going to like low orbit, right? But there's already talk about people like doing like you know space excursion. Uh, yeah, exactly, like a an excursion out of the atmosphere. Um, you know, experiencing low gravity. Great. It that stuff does, but like, and maybe it's just like the Apollo mission stuff has me freaked out still. But like, to get into the atmosphere, you have to have so much force and so many things that can explode and go wrong. And then once you're in the atmosphere, you're still not safe because you don't have oxygen and you don't have. Well, that's that's the that's the spirit of spirit of space exploration. I know, I know, guys. I love space. I love that there are people that can do it. But if you're, but Daniel's question was, would you do that in real life? I don't know. It would depend on if, like, if I have a family. Right. No. Yeah. If I'm eighty. Maybe. If I'm if I'm if you're like eighty, you're definitely not getting to space. You gotta do it when you're young and spry. Nah, when I'm eighty. Like if I like settled my will and all that kind of stuff, right. like I'd probably be willing as long as I didn't have like my family can come with me. So if y'all if you did blow up in space, y'all blow <laughs> they're up. coming with me. Yeah. I mean, I guess there haven't been any like major space incidents since like the eighties. Yeah. So knock on wood, because you know that. I, I mean, every time you watch like a SpaceX launch, you're like, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, like every well, that's a, it's like out of people's memory, but like there are two really bad ones. Yeah. So it's and, just and like incredibly traumatic, and yeah. also sent back NASA yeah. for years. We're getting way off topic, but but space, yeah, the final frontier. Yeah, I'd well, do space. Um, It'd be yeah, if I, but I the, think the I think the the thing is the training for space. I feel like is so hard. And just because I have motion sickness, <laughs> I could not make it. It would be so hard for me to make it through the. Uh, I couldn't yeah, even ride yeah. Mission Space yeah. at Epcot. Do yeah. going through like the G the G force testing you're would just, be like you're just snacking on some Ritz crackers. Yeah. <laughs> I was, well, let me hit y'all with this question. Okay. Um, if and this we're gonna keep this one light, so do, don't go down the the too deep rabbit hole. Get, get ready. And I, I can give you all an example because yeah. I've got a Is pretty this fun like one. Going into the I the love. tunnel and uh, Willy Wonka and the chocolate. No, don't. Yes, do not go that dark. The grizzly no. so, reapers. So you, you get it. Jesus, you get a death call. You get your death call. What's the one dumb future thing that you're bummed out about missing? Oh. You get it today. Today you get it today. Can't What's the dumb thing that you're gonna be like, oh man. Like, uh, the, okay, wait. That. I have it right now. It just came to me. In the original Spy Kids movie, when Junie and what's his sister's name? Couldn't tell you. What's Carter? His Carmen. 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 When Carmen and Junie first find out that they're like spy family, they go to the spy hideout and they're like, "Whoa, look at all this cool stuff!" When I first saw that movie, I was like, "This technology cannot come soon enough." When they take the little like pack it and they put it in their microwave and it ah, turns into like instant food it turns into like a big mac meal they just there's just like a, there's an entire like cupboard of just like packets of food that you can turn into any kind of meal and they pop them in the microwave and it's like a full like whopper and fries yeah and it's just like like when that technology exists man i, I can't miss that. that technology is so science like scientific possible and no. it's gonna happen that's like reinventing the molecular structure of things yeah we'll get there okay so we're, going, we're in space dude all right i know i love it i mean hey that was off the wall abstract i love it spy kids probably 6g 
<laughs> my God. The iPhone 13? I mean, I, I was no joke thinking, like, this is a dumb one that I would really be sad about, but, like, seeing where the Marvel movies go. Like, I was about to jokingly say Loki season one. Right, but, like, like I mean, it, is that kind we of You can watch the first episode today. <laughs> is that, it's those kind of dumb things that I think about sometimes where I'm like, Man, like if I were to like what, what kick the life bucket, FOMO? Are you yeah, that's right, FOMO. Like, well, that's what you hear. Those really cool stories of the people that have like terminal cancer, and then like they reach out to the movie studio, like their family will reach out yeah, to yeah, the movie. Like, to see, for like, the for this premiere. last Star Wars movie, this guy had was terminal, for and his family too. reached out. Oh yeah, or maybe it was for it Endgame. Was Endgame, and they're like, hey, like he won't, he's not going to make it. And the studio is like, yeah, they did like a private screening for him to show it. Like that's, that's cool, so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Cool. So maybe maybe, maybe you could talk to Feige and say, "Hey, it's my death cast day." Not not even like show me stuff. Let me be in a meeting where you describe what your guys' plans are for the next decade. Oh, that's a good for idea. Marvel. Yeah, just like just, let just me, tell me. Yeah, yeah. If they you do can, that, they are going to kill you. That's <laughs> no, how you no, no, no. Listen to me. No, listen to me. Say say say. Lock me into like a boardroom. I will stay here like for the rest of the day. But like spend like two hours and break down, have your directors come in one by one and break down what they're going to do. Oh, man. And then after it's done, I'll just spend the rest of my day in here. Oh, okay. Honest answer. Um, I wanted Shigeru Miyamoto to give you a Breath of Wild 2 copy. No, I was going to say. Have, I Brandon don't get to, Sanderson, have Brandon Sanderson. I don't get to finish Stormlight. Oh, dude. Have him, tell, have him tell you the rest of what he's going to do in his current arcs and what his plans are for the future. That legitimately oh would be my. Because you know he has like. Just what like happens so to Kaladin's Stormblast. You know he has so much stuff planned out. Oh, yeah. Like new franchises and all that kind of stuff. How can we be sad? But just call him and fake it right now. I'm in my, I'm in my deep oh, rabbit hole. God. I'm in my deep it's rabbit hole. Parker made me sad. No. I'm thinking about dying. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, okay. But, Parker okay. these mean questions. No, this is supposed to be a fun one. Life FOMO. What would you be sad about missing out on? Everything. I wasn't because I... Okay. <laughs> Hanging out with you guys tomorrow. Hanging out with you guys tomorrow. Oh, my god. Missing our next podcast episode. Parker, I love my wife. Don't kill him. Oh spending, my god! Spending one last day Guys, with his wife. this is not what I. Uh, this is what I wanted to not happen. Parker, I have a dog. Oh, she's getting so getting cute. to see Mango one more time. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, this book maybe is too depressing. <laughs> Who's gonna take my Nintendo okay. sixty four? There's some dibs. Oh dang it! Can I have? You can have all the controllers and games. Okay, nice. Oh, idiot. <laughs> that means you have to hang out with me. That's what you get. Dang it. Make me um, feel sad. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff where I was just like, oh my God. Because <laughs> I was just yeah, in the audiobook yeah. while I was working, and I was just like, oh, that was really sad. Yeah. So this book. And like, my anxiety is peaking right now. This book walks that line really well of like, it faces you with obviously a very hard concept that can be very anxiety inducing. Looking in the mirror sometimes. Right. Very anxiety inducing and it makes you question your own life decisions. But I also think it does a good thing of like making you question your own life decisions and making you think like, hey, I don't want to like live on this earth and not, you know, not live. Like, like I, so when, I, when I make all my death, I try and go for that world record for death cast calls. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. should just take more time when I do it. Yeah. Well, I say a lot word when few word do trick. Yeah, um, that's what Dan would be on the Deathcast yeah. call. Well, that kind of, it kind of brings us to a good segue to our author's note. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, and I have the author's note this week uh, to give Adam uh, Silvera you some better praise. Have the author's note this week, um, and so I, I essentially just you know went on YouTube and was trying to find out about him and see if he had any interviews. And he did one with Epic Reads YouTube channel. 
Uh, and and to paraphrase, you know, kind of just a little bit, it was a short. Did he interview. like read while skydiving? No, he didn't. But it, he he did tell like that is a good idea for a YouTube channel. That is a okay. Um, <laughs> that's an idea. Let me get through the author's note. Um, but we're coming back to this okay. idea. Uh, so Adam basically, you know, was giving like his inspiration for why he wrote the book, and he said that like you know in his early life he he also struggled with this like just the concept of morality and that from preventing him from living because he was living afraid. Um, and, and so he essentially said like he started to take it a day at a time and live like every day, like, you know, you were dying. I mean, he didn't say that, but just like every day was a new adventure. Yeah. Um, and, and he said that this like really helped him, you know, jumpstart his life. And then he gave an example of that was that he made the first move on the train in New York one day to talk to his now boyfriend, which I thought was sweet. Yeah, that was really um, sweet. So yeah, so he, uh, he made the first move. Um, and, and then he said, you know, like ever since then, he's been trying to, you know, live more excitedly. And then essentially he says that, or, or what he said to wrap up the video was that he hopes that the takeaway, um, you, you know, or, or a takeaway from the book is that readers, you know, see Mateo and Rufus's experience and want to live their lives just as, you know, filled with adventure and just as full and not live timidly. So I don't know. I thought that was sweet. And I think that's a pretty good, like, I mean, you know, message. Origin of of the book. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So cool. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Can you You should come on our show. Can you come spread butter on some toast for me? Oh, my God. Enough with your... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Daniel loves Adam so very. This is not news. In his, his um, jawline. His jawline. And his jawline. Uh, yeah, let's cut let's get Adam on the show. Sure. Yeah. Adam, come on the show. That'd be cool. See if he has... <laughs> you have, you're going to have to put foam over all your stuff so it doesn't cut it. Did you... <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, like, baby-proof your house? <laughs> Quite you're out, just Adam. breaking everything? Did you tag him on any posts? Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I've tagged him on all, all our Instagram stuff, so maybe he'll see it and maybe he'll yeah reach out and maybe yeah, we'll make we'll make friends. I think he really wants to spread the word of his book to our to our massive, gigantic podcast. Yeah, audience. yeah, yeah. I think we had like ten thousand downloads on the last. Yeah, ten, twenty, forty. I don't know. Yeah, that's guys. I thought we had like twenty. Twenty thousand? Am I looking at the wrong login? <laughs> yeah, that's our old login. Yeah, oh, okay. old login. Anyways, any, y'all got any other shout outs? Um, epic reads. Epic Reads. Go look at that YouTube channel. Go look up uh, that interview Our, with my, Adam. And my new idea. Well, we'll have a YouTube channel up. Oh, where we skydive and... What, what was your idea? Re- skydiving while reading a book? Yeah, yeah Epic, Epic Reads. reads. You, do, you do crazy things you while you're scream. reading. You don't yeah. have to scream. You know, you could just have a microphone. You could have a headset. A really good headset that can get no, all I mean, of the wind wear, You could be wearing a helmet. Oh, reading have, it out loud. I misunderstood. Just like that too. <laughs> Epic Reads is just watching a guy reading a well, book while skydiving. skydiving God, that gives me like motion sickness thinking about it. Uh, no, no shout outs for me. Shout out to Nana. She watched our dog this weekend. Aww. And I recommended a book to her and she read all of it. <gasps> nice. Well, was it Way of Kings? Yeah, she loves Callens. <laughs> oh my God, I love Nana. Yeah, it was, it was Dang it. Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, she cool. liked oh, nice. nice. Thanks, Nana. Thanks, Thanks Nana. Is that a Sanderson? Yeah, we're the no. crowd. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Brandy Sandy. Um, all right. That's yeah, his, well, that's his pseudonym that he wrote. We're the crowd. Brandy Sandy. Yeah. 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 Well, we can give shout outs as always to uh, Jacob Robinson for the awesome outro or intro and outro of our podcast. 
Also, a happy birthday to Jacob. Also, a happy birthday to Jacob. The, on the day on of recording. Day. Yeah, not, not the on the day of episode release. So, day. But we can celebrate on that day, too. too. We can celebrate well. on that day. And uh, if you're an audience member and you had forgotten that Jacob's birthday was on the 9th, um, then go ahead and reach out to Jacob Robinson. Yeah. And maybe go to his <laughs> band camp and, and listen to some of his songs, too. Yeah. Just So, Jacob, if you get any happy birthdays next Tuesday... <laughs> <laughs> It's from the, it's, the it's from our listeners, our avid listeners, and the people who love your yeah. intro and outro. We're releasing your phone number on. Well, yep. No, so yeah. if, and you get, if you get any, if you get any texts or postcards yeah. to your address, that's why. Yeah. Uh, also, obviously, a shout out to Maddie Moon for the beautiful uh, cover art for our podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, next week, part three, part three, four parts. Adam, of the book, four thank episodes. you for breaking up the book so wonderfully. Yeah. To fit our podcast. I love a good four-parter. That was really sweet of you to do that. Classic four. He, I mean, he knows. <laughs> he Classic knew. four-parter. He knew. Um, yeah, so so just read through part three. Uh, I think it's a little bit shorter yep. of a section, which Short. is good. Um, and we will see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. Make book a moment. Market there. Make a moment this yeah, week. Book market there. Oh, that's great. Make yeah. Hey, wow. guys, make a moment this week. Never forget the moments are the ones we make along week. the way. Along the way. I like it. That one was better. Good job. Never forget the moments are the ones we make along the way. Where do where do books come in? <laughs> Go read a book.